The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Rumpus time is over. God, I'm still snotty, so I'm going to try and blow my nose off. You know, I am a very big Star Wars fan. I'm a I'm a Star Wars nerd in a lot of ways. That's a shame. What do you yeah, think of we, that? That's we, a de- shame. we depart again, don't we? <laughs> well, are you? Uh, Guess it. A Star Trek. Yeah. Uh-huh. And and I like both. I got no oh, I got no problem with both. Too flexible. Yeah, yeah, and, and especially um, my real favorite is uh, the Next Generation. I'm a big Next. Oh, generation who doesn't guy. love that? And yeah, John Luke. Exactly. Yes. The the mm-hmm. yeah. no question. What we're doing right now is straightening, <laughs> we're straightening the front of our jackets because yes. that's what we always Yes, do. to look captain. Exactly. You're not very smart, and you smoke a lot of pot. From all the You know, I, I didn't really necessarily always get into the older movies with Star Trek. I didn't necessarily okay. grow up. I, I rented them a couple times. I remember okay. going to, uh, you'll love this, Rainbow Video was a place down in Bloomfield, okay. which is an old independent video rental yeah. place. And the staff there smoked cigarettes to such an insane extent inside that everything in there reeked yeah. of cigarettes. It I think like you would reek of cigarettes after going in there. Like being in a pub. Yeah, but Back like worse day. somehow because right. it was nothing but like hard plastic and oh, and VHS in yeah, there, so yeah. it, it was no wood or anything for it to seep into. Yeah, I, I felt like it was the most like medicinal cigarette smoke mix yeah. ever. I don't know. I, it, it, it it's so vivid in my mind the smell of that place and what you smelled like coming out of there. Yeah. Oh goodness. But at the same time, it was so joyous because you knew you were going to rent a right a video and have an experience. Yeah, exactly, yeah. or a video game. You know, like yeah. it was kind of like. I remember whenever we got to go there, it was like, all right, you could get one thing, and then yeah, I'd try to decide, do I want to get a Sega Genesis cartridge, or do I want to get a VHS, or whatever it may be. God, I love so, <laughs> uh, But that, that's the way it was back in the day. And, um, you know, Rainbow Video uh, is obviously no longer a thing, but neither is, like, Blockbuster or Palmer or... No, Blockbusters didn't even um, transfer to any kind of online streaming or anything. They and tried they, they were bought up by somebody, weren't they? Of course they were. Everybody is. Yeah, I think um, probably. I mean, I want to say Amazon because yeah. it's probably a pretty good guess whenever you get say, yeah, whoever something bought like out. that or, you know. So else? I think we're already ahead of the game, Anna, because okay. on this particular recording, I actually have my microphone on. Wow. And this is people, radio magic <laughs> happening in front of your ears, people. <laughs> it's really amazing. And what people will see is that in the second part of this recording that we're doing, in the second part of this podcast, I sound as though I'm sort of like all the way down the hall. If that makes any sense, I, my kind microphone. Of, I neglected to turn it on professionally all the way down the hall. Yeah, right. Uh, yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's well said because it's true, and that's why it's funny because it's true. Um, but at the same time, we have a robust uh, few discussions coming your way today. Some things that we're going to talk about include uh, the, the ins and outs of sports fandom. And as I come from yep. here, I was just watching my. I want to say beloved, but at the same time, I'm pretty disappointed with them in, in general. New York Giants. You well, this is something that I think every sports fan shares. Yeah, it's it's the 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 passion and the the pain. You know, it is religion. It right? is. We're on our knees half the time. Yeah. You know, where eyes are up to the gods the other half of the time, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, we're human in between. It's true, and and I. Uh... I don't know. The, the the Giants, for me, usually 
I don't have to worry about them as much. There's certain expectations that are kind of always typically met when it comes to the Giants. And okay. That, that's, uh, are those good expectations or bad expectations? They're, they're good expectations. They're, yeah. they're sort of a very positive and generally good status quo. It's like, all right, okay. you know what, for the most part, they're a, they're a solid, well-run, not always going to win, but going to be n- not necessarily bad. But will perform. Uh, you know, so for a fan, at least, like, they, they, they're in the game. Yes, and they're considered, for the most part, one of the sort of you know, gold standard franchises for the NFL. They've been around for a long time, New York City, the whole thing. Sure. So the history of the ownership. But the whole way that this season has been handled, including and really up and through the Eli Manning benching, which I don't know if you know anything about that. No, not yet. I haven't been following it this year. uh, So Eli Manning was drafted back in 2003. And you've probably heard of his brother, Peyton Manning, because yeah, he hosted Saturday Night Live. I've seen, I've seen the commercials. Over. Exactly. They're, yeah, he doesn't say he doesn't say no to many of those commercials. <laughs> right, Let like Shaq. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> uh, so Eli Manning is, is his younger brother, mm-hmm. and he's yes. not as good as Peyton was. I've, any Giants game, I've come to see that. A bit inconsistent. Okay, what yeah. I seem to get. I don't yeah, know Yeah, but right. he's also, he is very good, though. Yeah. It's just that Peyton Manning almost, that would be an impossible standard to live up to. It's right, like if your big brother was the, you know, right. homecoming king and yeah. you're whatever. Even if Peyton thing. was shit, you know, uh, Eli still couldn't match Exactly, <laughs> That's right. a big brother. Secret. 100%. So, um, Eli has been very good, and he's won two championships. He was the MVP of each championship game. Okay. He was uh, a very steady and standard guy in the sense that he played 210 consecutive games without missing anything due to injury, due to illness, whatever it may be. He played 210 straight games. Great. That's very valuable in a player. Very, especially yeah. for the quarterback position because yeah. in the NFL, uh, you only have a certain number of dollars that you can spend oh. for your team. It's a cap. Oh, okay. It's, it's, uh, and as I always say, you'll like this. In the real world, I'm a capitalist. In the sports world, I'm a socialist. I like the way it works where Dallas and uh, San Francisco and Chicago and New York, they can't just bully all these other teams and say, I have more money than you. I'm going to get the best players. Everybody has a certain number that they can't go above. Okay. And and also a floor that they have to hit per the players union. But then you have to get players to work for something other than money. Well, the thing about it is that they kind of don't have guaranteed contracts by and large. Some of the time they get a bonus that's definitely going to get paid to them. Yeah. But other times their base salary right. isn't promised to them because they could get cut the next day and the team doesn't have to pay the bulk of what they signed them to in a contract. Oh. And yeah, it's kind of controversial oh, and it's that's part of the very reason un-American. why Okay. It's part of the reason why it's so uh difficult to really make sense of the NFL in and of itself because here's the thing the league's rife with injury, right? There's tons of people that get hurt every given week. There's oh my tons God. Of really high, yeah. highly talented players who are on the shelf auto, well, for the rest of yeah. the season due to one given game, bad injury. So the notion that you would guarantee the contract is counterintuitive to the way that these guys are always getting hurt, potentially never ever the same in their right. career. And that's the nature of the game. 100%. But at the same time, with how much money is in the game and how popular it is mm-hmm. and these expectations that we put on them, Shouldn't they be guaranteed, even if they get hurt? To, so, so there's the rub. Right. It's kind of like a back and forth between the realities of it yeah. and the what's right of it. Absolutely. And that's why the and game is popular as Contractually, it how some... it's set up. I mean, contractually, it's set up in, um, uh, to f- uh, in favor of the team. 
not the individual player. Exactly. I and don't understand how you can have a contract that you can that has a clause that say you can break it if you're injured. Right. Well, it's kind of like um, a back and forth struggle between the union and the and the owners themselves because, like you said, that seems to favor the owners, and in many ways it does. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they're the employers, not the employees. So they who, wouldn't have uh, uh, any any wealth if it wasn't for the players. And, and who are injuring themselves week in, week out. Exactly, and thus is so the... So it should be more even. Thus is the dilemma. Right. And the problem is, or problem maybe being the wrong word, but interesting thing, is that in Major League Baseball and in the NBA, mm-hmm. leagues that are much less likely to have catastrophic injury, those contracts are guaranteed. Right. I mean, I can understand that certainly from the employer's point of view. Right, because you're going to get your money's worth out of that mm-hmm. player mm-hmm. because you can, you can, you're more likely to be able to play them because they're mm-hmm. less likely to be injured, mm-hmm. um, and it works. That works better for the player as well because everyone wants, um, you know, time playing. Right. 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 Um, but uh, you know, it's no, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's difficult. I mean, I don't understand h- how you can get people to play in those circumstances. Well, I'll tell you why. Because there's these guys who are very highly skilled at that particular sport. They're very highly skilled at that particular set of skills. Right, and that position as well right. for American football, right? Sure, 100%. And it's it's controversial. Yeah. I'll put right. it to you that way. Right. I got my, more into my that. cousin, Johnny Appleseed, who, again, the great. continues to get mentioned in this yeah, program. Yeah, can't wait to meet him. <laughs> uh, he and I watch the game. We kind of just say to each other, violence. Oh, man, this sport yes. is violent. Yes. And it is. And it's, look, boxing in this country mm-hmm. has totally taken a step back from where it once was in many ways because of the complexities of the organization of it. And it's, it's contra- you know, it's... Uh, Corrupt, and there's all kinds of rankings issues, and you don't know if this champion matters more or this right. champion matters more. Even there's down no to people structure. putting stuff in their shorts to be heavier. Right, 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 right <laughs> exactly. So boxing has really fallen off, but it also is due to, in large part, the violence of it. The violence the of it, the fact that yeah. a guy like Muhammad Ali, who was such a hero and such a icon of the for sport. so many reasons. Right, for so many reasons, and to so many people for all those different reasons. When he comes out of it, the other side more or less, di- you know, disabled as a result yep. of his fighting. Yep. It makes people think twice about it. So, you know, as football continues to have those figures that will represent that mm-hmm. same thing, because we see it. We see guys that get CTE, as they call it, uh, chronic, you know, something um, that really <laughs> is basically is. your brain dying from the concussions that you get over and over again. From oh, football. okay. Yeah. So, again, I love the sport. I think it's great. I would love to see some way... It gets worked out where those contracts are guaranteed. Yeah, and just fairer. Yeah, because again, there's so much money in the sport that there doesn't need to be right that and level of recoupability for these guys absolutely. on the ownership level. And that's me as a capitalist mm-hmm. saying that, right. having no problem with people making money. Yeah, but me um, you know, it just it, it's just kind of counterintuitive. And I think it would go a long way towards sort of solving some of these issues between ownership and management uh, and players. And players that continue to exist in large part because it's not an outright partnership which these other leagues have embraced yeah. at this point. And so what's about and the last time they had a strike, if I could just quickly interject, so, I was more on the side of the ownership because I'm like, well they own the hammer they own the team, they have the hammer. And, you know, I was a little more yeah. hard line about it. But now I look at it the way these other leagues have done it and it makes a lot more sense. Right. For any other yeah, any other any other sort of employment, it just that that wouldn't make sense, right? It wouldn't be tolerated. Mm-hmm. Um what was I going to say? Well, I lost my train of thought. Well, uh, if you want to just continue to think about it, I have something to say that I can 
uh, quickly pivot off of if okay. you want, if go you on. remember what you were talking about. But um, I like to go to Dunkin' Donuts. It's one of my places to go to. Okay, and a total non sequitur, but I'm just I have a note on my email to speak about this. That's kind of how I do. You'll see. I just kind of pick in and out of different topics. Okay, I like that. And I like to get a donut every now and then, an old fashioned, very basic. It's just a fried piece of dough. I like it very nice with my coffee. And I gotta say, they have just been so awful lately. These donuts have been just like god awful, like pure doorstops. Right, anywhere I mean, you I'm go, so, I'm saying so crusty. Yeah, I have no idea. Is it like the winter? Is it like that somehow they don't get as much delivery, or, or it doesn't come as fresh? I don't know. But it's been so, uh, frankly, okay. disappointing and frustrating to sink my teeth into these crusty, awful donuts right, with the expectation that you've got. Uh, here I'm here. I'm thinking it's going to be a nice, soft. Right. But that's you know, sport all over, isn't it? I just watched a game like that. Oh, you watched like, it? So Arsenal didn't do well. Sorry to hear that. I don't know. You Who did they play? It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, you share that. The Gunners. Um, the Gunners. We're called the Gooners. Nice. Um, we played West Bromwich Albion, who, who um, you know, don't always appear in the Premiership because mm. there's relegation yeah. in the Premiership. Do yeah. I need to tell the listeners about that? Or uh, like you might as well mention it because, I mean, it's certainly possible that there's people listening to the podcast that don't know about relegation, right. and it's an interesting thing. Yeah, and if you you're only an American here. sport fan, you wouldn't necessarily know about yeah, it. Yeah, it doesn't exist. So in the Premiership, you have 20 teams that play. And um, there are, I think, in English um, football, at least another four leagues below that that are professional. Obviously, right. less and less professional as you go up in numbers. Um, and what happens to Kinda the... Kind of like this podcast. <laughs> Super semi-professional. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what happens to the bottom three... Um, uh, teams in the Premiership, so it's number of points. Um, they get relegated to the division below, and the top three from the division below get um, promoted. Mm -hmm. So it really it makes it you know more interesting top and bottom of the table. Yeah, and it, it leaves a lot of that uh, question of you know what we have in the American game is what's called tanking, and that's increasingly becoming more and more popular because the way the draft system works mm -hmm. with all these leagues. Yep is that in sort of reverse order of the standings, your, oh, you get your club player. gets the first pick. Uh-huh. So if you're looking ahead to the draft and there's some absolute stud coming up in the college ranks, yeah. whether it's in football or the NBA especially, um, and particularly with the, M with the NFL if it's a quarterback, in the NBA it doesn't necessarily matter the position. If they're that good, they're that good. Mm -hmm. Teams will wink, wink, nod, nod, uh, Okay, so they're like the male bird of paradise. Trying to be as bad as they, possible. They have to like attract the player. Is that what you're well, saying? Well, what they're what they're saying, what they're doing is they're kind of putting together a team that's not expected to do super well that coming season because they want to have a bad record so that they have the best chance of picking that player. I don't understand. If you don't play well, you get a chance of picking the better player. Yes, because the way the draft system works is that in reverse order of the standings, you get oh, the first reverse pick. Reverse order, so you can. It's interesting because that's the same with capping um, uh, the amount of money you can spend on players in the NFL, right? Exactly. So it's all it means you're sharing that, the talent, right? So there's nobody who's really god awful. No, it still works Doesn't out that right? teams are bad because teams continue to pick poorly like for example the cleveland browns in the nfl mm -hmm. which it's weird it's actually the second version of the cleveland browns the first ever cleveland browns became the baltimore ravens okay i've heard of them now there's a new cleveland browns who just took the same name and color scheme okay. and everything and called themselves the browns 
and they exist again in Cleveland. Okay. They're really bad. And part of the problem is that they continue to pick towards the top of the draft and they just pick bad people. They just don't end up. Wow, working so their out. scouts are terrible. Uh yeah, I guess so. For whatever reason or ownership right. or lack thereof. They continue to switch talent uh front ownership guys, bring in a new manager, fire that manager, bring in a manager, bring in a new coach, bring in this coach. And how old is the team then? Well, the it would have been in nineteen ninety six, maybe. All right, so that they not started that... again, ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine. All right, but, so twenty years, right? Yeah, <laughs> but at the same time, it's weird because their fan base is very much a lot older than that because the Cleveland Browns, oh. as they existed, okay. go back to the you know like nineteen right. twenties or whatever. Right. So going back been. to the idea of fans, what did those fans do in between time? When there was no Cleveland Browns, well, they went to the Baltimore Ravens, or they just maybe. heartbroken in front Probably of TV? not. It, it was very much a heartbroken situation. Right. And in American sport, I don't know if this happens also in, in Britain, mm -hmm. um, this kind of thing happens. Uh, you might have heard of the Los Angeles Lakers. Yes. There's no lakes in Los Angeles. Part of the reason they're called that, or the reason, is that they came from Minneapolis. Uh, oh. The Utah Jazz, well, as famously said in the basketball movie, which is the guys from South Park, uh, they don't allow music in Salt Lake City. So what happened there, they came from New Orleans. <laughs> Too funny. Yeah. Too funny. Yeah. The wow. New Orleans Jazz, which is actually a much cooler name and really makes a lot more sense. Uh, absolutely. Rolls New, off the tongue better, that's New, for sure. New Orleans actually has a team now, again, the Pelicans. But, oh. um, yeah. I thought they were the Saints. That's in football. Football, okay. Pelicans okay. and, Stop yeah, me sorry, basketball, <laughs> okay. I'm going back and forth. Pelicans, okay. Um, yeah, but the, and, and again, the, the most famous one, perhaps, or the one most near and dear to my heart, because I'm such a baseball fan, is the Brooklyn Dodgers, who had, they had an, an absolute love affair with the borough of Brooklyn. I mean, mm -hmm. these, these, their stadium was right smack dab in the middle of this little residential neighborhood, and everybody was a lot like the way it is with soccer, yeah. frankly. It's just yes, different. Yes, absolutely. That's the way it was with the Brooklyn Dodgers. They had issues securing a new stadium, and, and the owner had his eyes on the growth and potential of California. They became the L.A. Dodgers. All the more better for it. I mean, right. they didn't have to compete with the Yankees. They didn't have to, and they've crushed it financially right. since right. going to L.A., and everybody knows the L.A. Dodgers. So yeah. it's kind of a uh, interesting thing, but they right. were the Brooklyn Dodgers, very successful there How as well. Funny. And uh, they totally yeah. left a heartbroken fan base yeah. behind. The San Francisco Giants were the New York Giants. They played in Harlem at the Polo Grounds. Okay. And uh, you know nowadays the idea of a stadium being in Manhattan is pretty ridiculous, even up there. So <laughs> who, who could have fooled that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although the Jets almost did. Did you know that they almost built you know where the Hudson Yards are being developed now for um, further office park and you know like uh, stuff like that, and they have transportation okay. elements with that. The Jets were going to build a stadium on the west side of Manhattan, okay. kind of like out over yeah, yeah. the rail yards. Yeah. And that would have been cool, too. Oh, that would but, have been great. Like, yeah. liven up that part of the city as yeah, well. Yeah, they should have actually potentially done that. Um, it's just they were kind of scared off, I think, by the by the cost of it. and, and you know, Because right, they would have had to build in some some uh, infrastructure to get the fans in. Yeah, it would have been a lot. It would have been a lot, and it would have been a challenge. But I think it would have been unique and interesting and fun enough that they could have pulled it off. Yeah, yeah. If you didn't um, make the stadium too big. Yeah, but it was very ambitious, and it just it just didn't happen. Right? It wasn't yeah, happen. you need some real real interesting planning yeah. for that. So, uh, but no, that kind of thing does not happen in the UK. And I want to ask you another question about that. So, um, New Year's Eve, is it as big a thing in, in the UK? I mean, like how like here in this area anyway, 
it's all about like you know the the ball drop and and the the parties and you got to get oh, yeah. drunk and all this kind of stuff. I mean, do you guys yep. what's the, what's the equivalent of the ball drop in uh in like London, for example? I guess you just had, watch Big Ben. Okay, Big Ben clocks yep, and then, and then it's it. Happy New Year and everybody yep, goes nuts. Yeah, so there's like Parliament Square. what about Square. Big Ben's not? running right now is it oh that's right it's being repaired so i don't know like yeah. i'll text my sister what do you do what do you yeah i don't know what, what's happening i'll text her i'll yeah. find out radio misfits podcast network now you're London. that's another interesting thing you're a twin aren't you i'm a twin an identical twin what is that like like you gotta give me something else to cover about well i, I mean like how, like how do you uh how do you a lot of people say that there's like a special connection between twins that don't necessarily sure. exist between other siblings. Yeah. Do you think, do you find that to be true or do you think yeah. that uh, without knowing, obviously, like you said, what it is to be not yeah. an identical twin? Um, yes. How would you describe that? Um, it comes from spending almost every minute of your childhood together. Yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. Right? We shared a room, we shared a womb. Um, um, and in those days, we were always put in the same class together. I've, I have kids here in, in town, and uh, the um, thinking now is to separate twins. Right. But we were every, and we did all our sports together, everything. Like my mum used to call us Annie Joyce, like we were one person. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, you know, so we're always, certainly in terms of the outside world, almost like one unit mm. but you know inside that there was struggling for identity sure um kind of we always knew we were different from each other has she ever lived in the states oh no and she wouldn't no the most american podcast ever created rumpus time is over rumpus 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 time is over time is over time is but you were more open to that yeah and are happy being here as opposed to yeah absolutely interesting yeah you know um it's because uh, we chose to come here right you know we're not fleeing some some horrible catastrophe <laughs> yeah. uh With so the potato famine that make it just <laughs> <laughs> and i do love potatoes so I would yeah flee who does it man if i like i'm I, telling you yeah if it was a potato famine i would be living in peru yeah you know that's what's so them. funny because, right peru. <laughs> no that's what's so funny because uh my one buddy doug uh He's um he's African American and he always jokes about he's like you know people like to say uh, oh black people love fried chicken and and watermelon who doesn't like fried chicken and Seriously. watermelon and I feel the same way about you know potatoes right. with that sort of being like the go to default Irish oh you're gonna have or even uh you know like I don't know they always say that the English cooking is not good do you think that that's true. No, I don't think that's. Yeah, true. that's bullshit. I must admit, right? there's like plenty of bad food to be had here too. Right, right, right. Well, that's for sure. Oh but God. I mean, I guess that comes from like the comparison to French cooking or Italian. Yeah, maybe, sure. Or when, like I mean, that. we're not we're not like that. We're much more about it's hard. peasant food. Yeah, right. And exactly. you know, really good Italian food is peasant food. The yeah, best that's of it, true. Right? A risotto that's just made out of whatever you've got in your larder. That's very true. Um, but um, you know. Uh, I, I don't know. It's just it's just a type of cooking. It's just kind of heavy. You know, you think of uh, the, the where they are. They're like an island in a microclimate. Yeah. So um, and it doesn't get really cold. It doesn't get super hot. It rains a lot. Yeah, exactly. And kind of the food as well as the national character reflects that. So you said it doesn't get super cold. Is no. what like is this type of cold rare? Rare, very rare. What do you think of this cold? 
Um, I went for a walk this morning. And your thoughts? What, what possessed me? It was really fucking cold. Isn't that bad? Oh my god! Like, like I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay downstairs in my uh, under my duvet on the sure, sofa. Sure, sure, sure. Stuff, but like, goodness gracious no, me! No, it's brutal. It, yeah, uh, and I don't mind really as long as you wrap up and stuff. It's it's okay, but um, yeah, it certainly doesn't get this cold. If it gets below freezing in England, like. We de- I'm dealing in Celsius, so really sure. Fahrenheit is just still like yeah, beyond me at the yeah, moment. Yeah. But um, you know, zero, right? Zero is zero degrees Celsius. Celsius. Yeah, yeah, so, so it's thirty-two separate. Yeah. So if it gets down to I don't know, say twenty-five degrees Fahrenheit, something like that. Oh my right. god! Like everything shuts down. Yeah. Let alone snow. Oh my god! Nothing happens in the snow. The trains don't run. Like nothing. Buses. So it's really so it doesn't snow much in uh, no. London. No, it's too wet. Oh. It's too, like I say, it's got that microclimate yeah. where it's very damp. You think of Ireland and wow. Scotland. Rain's yeah, not the same yeah, in England. Yeah, yeah. So that it's got. We got our own precipitation. We got like you know what is it in um, um, uh, in Iceland or something? They have like. 100 words for snow yeah <laughs> right exactly 32 for rain yeah <laughs> right because there's just so much so much different types of rain yeah yay <laughs> well yeah exactly yeah. uh so and what 50 if, shades of gray right. <laughs> <laughs> in the sky it's true yeah it ain't sexy though yeah right no it's not why you British butterball, I ought to show you what it means to be an American. Oh, Seiko, Seiko, just snitching because he's fiendish. Flipping out radio, flipping out radio, flipping out radio. I guess we can't discuss the most recent issue that happened. Which one? Where you said something to your roommate. Uh, yes. Probably no. shouldn't discuss that. Right, that we're not going to do. No. We'll just make a little mark here. We're not going to include that. Flipping out radio. The Radio Misfits Podcast Network. So what about the whole Times Square thing? Would you ever find yourself wanting to do that? Okay, going? James, you got to understand something. All right. I've had three children. Right. Um, and I'm 50. Uh-huh. And so I'm obviously I have a deep allergy to public toilets yeah. <laughs> yeah. and uh, crowds. So no. No. I, I. And you know what's so crazy? It's bad enough. All right. I'll put it to you this way. If it was a temperate... 55 degree, unbelievably beautiful winter night. Yeah. I can't imagine. Right. It doesn't change the toilet there. situation or the crowd situation. Yeah, well, first of all, me. you know, you know, and with all that happens nowadays, they don't even have like porta potties there. Right. So I'm out. So what I was thinking was like, how are you supposed to possibly do that? Like, Depends. it takes a really kind of. Depends. Yeah, right. Depends. For serious. Yeah, well, honestly. If you, you can actually well. let go in one of those. Yeah. 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 But. Imagine being in that crowd, being penned in there. There's no bathroom for all that time. You can't sit down. You're standing there. Um, it's now factor in the fact that it's, it's freezing. five degrees and going to be worse than that with the wind chill and all that. What what Why? person is doing this? And yet there's going to be a million people there, yeah. they say? Young drunk people is what I'd imagine. Yeah. Who don't be, know right? any better. Yeah, it's got to be mostly... I Foreigners. Mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know, tourists. I wonder what percentage of the crowd is going to be like Eastern European of some kind. Because they're all drunk Polish, all the time. <laughs> and, you know, and they were used to the cold. I'm half Russian. Yeah. I understand that. So there you go. Yep, yep, yep. Um, oh, wait. So you, you said you're half Russian? My mom's Russian. Uh, any collusion with the Trump campaign? 
just because you know I figure that's my mum. Don't I can't? That's a whole other show. My mum and politics and that and all of that. Well, if you're Russian, I mean that's it's, the thing. It's so it's so it's so problematic, thing, James. Okay? I can't. I can't. You know what's so great? There was these two women from a conservative website. You would have hated this video, and they were talking about. Um, Various women who have become the ire of the left, who have drawn the ire of the left over the last year. Oh, okay. Uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Kellyanne Conway, you know, whoever it may be. And uh, they, they called it the top 10 most problematic women okay. of 2017. Because that is a term that, that tends to be used pretty frequently by uh, commentators okay. on the left. Um, everyone's entitled to their opinion. <laughs> that's, that's all I got. <laughs> Hopefully, there are problematic women everywhere in every sphere of society. Yeah, that's I, think what I think that's true. Yeah. Well, you know the found the fa okay the founder of the Me Too movement mm -hmm. yes. is flipping the switch for the. Uh, oh, is she? Uh, the, uh, what's her name? Um, Tarana Burke. That's her name. Yeah. Oh, she's great. Like why she wasn't on the cover of uh, was it Time? You're pretty excited about this. Um, yeah. Oh. Yeah. You know because that's nothing to do with politics. Right? That's just no, about keep, I don't think keeping so. people safe. Yeah, well, And yes. raising decent families. But what is that? But I mean, I just don't understand, like, uh, the founder of the Me Too movement. Okay, I guess, yeah. She's been doing it for 30 years. Me Too? Yes. Yeah. Really? Yes. Yes. See, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, so she's been hard at work, you know, just helping and supporting yeah. women who have uh, suffered no, that's good. And look, sexual abuse. And, and, and clearly, if you want to say there's no politics about it, you're absolutely right. But at the same time, you know, the amount of people that across the political spectrum but especially people like in Hollywood and stuff which is notoriously leftist mm -hmm. have it's just been eye opening how uh it's how many people it? it's crazy it's finally and i only i don't mean this from like the perspective of of um bad people being outed i just mean like it's finally kind of slowed down a little bit the amount of accusations that are pouring out just because it was like it sickening was every and heartbreaking day. the extent to which how much it was happening as well exactly now it's finally like okay right. it seems as though a lot of these dark demons not all of course because there's plenty right. of people who don't, won't, won't say anything ever and there's plenty of people who are not newsworthy 100 percent, no question about it and hopefully maybe somehow that's you know catharsis for some of those people that'll never right and, and empowering to the women to say you know going forward I, yeah i'm other I'm, women too that haven't been victimized yeah, or yeah. whatever um so no question about it but Okay, so that makes me feel better about it. The fact that it's 30 years and it's yeah. actually oh, yeah. an organization it's or whatever. It's not been since this I appreciate out. the fact that it came up. She has been working hard and tirelessly Good. to support Cause he, families. Can I be honest with you? <laughs> what did you do? You were coming out with something cynical, were you? Yeah, because I thought it was some woman who like was the first to tweet the hashtag oh, Me Too right. within no. the last two right, years or right. a year or whatever. And says, I was touched by a coworker yeah. and something, you know? Right. No, no. She I was, was horribly My ass was grabbed. That, oh, that's terrible. Yeah, yeah okay. Good. <laughs> This is why, yeah, honestly, can I tell you something? Yeah. That's why this podcast is great for me personally. Okay. Because I learn new things. Yeah, me too. I'm learning what sports. As that I go. seem to like not gone well, about Well, good. It. That's the kind of thing that I can actually contribute on a sport. So that's <laughs> um, Let me see what else I have in my notes because um, we wanted to talk about sports. We wanted to talk about all the stuff that goes on with that. Oh, yeah. Let me, um, I, could, I want to talk about my, 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 my personal sto story and journey with sport. Yeah. Right. So um, I grew up in the UK. Mm -hmm. My dad's Zimbabwean. My mum's right. Russian. It's the height of the civil war. Yeah. Um, and we're two, they have two brown babies. So it was, we lived in Guildford, which is just south of London, about 30 miles south of London, like uh, part of the commuter belt, very white, 
white town. So, you know, it's a fair amount of open racism towards us. Um, so we watched, I didn't watch any football or anything like that when I was a kid, um, but we did watch a lot of international sport. Like that's another major difference like in terms of team, team sports, anything like, uh, you know, um, England's shit at everything, right? They don't excel in hardly any sport. If you well, can, what about soccer or cricket? That's yeah, that's fine. Um, but like, like you think about the Olympics, right? Mm. Um, nothing. We do very well. Equestrian events. Right. <laughs> they don't count. Yeah. Right. They're just expensive because you've got to get the horse around. Yeah. Um, no, that's true. I don't think of them really as doing especially especially well in the various right. summer, like the swimming sports or gymnastics. Nothing. Or, nothing. Track. Nah. Yeah. You know, occasionally. Well, but what about chariots of fire? I mean, that they were great. Okay. That guy was great. That was at least two centuries ago. <laughs> so I can check that out. Um, dun, you can't dun, take credit dun, for that. Dun, um, right, um, and the the five minute mile wasn't that a dude who uh, uh, the th- four minute three, mile? three minute three minute <laughs> James <laughs> See, this is where I'm not an athlete obviously taking <laughs> yeah, four exactly. minutes to run a mile. So it, because of that, like when we're watching the Olympics, mm. um, there you'd watch whatever was kind of the most competitive sport because there's mm-hmm. no Brit involved. Mm-hmm. So the, the coverage of it was very different. But uh, we would always support, like when there was a black person doing well, that's yeah. what we supported, mm-hmm. you know? So it didn't have so much to do with like where you're from, as you're saying, you know, with the Brooklyn Dodgers going over to the to the West Coast and stuff like that. For us, it was much more like just any black person from anywhere mm-hmm. doing anything. So I watched what, cricket because the West Indies Which is like interesting superior. because that could actually be, you know, that the same team phrase. <laughs> that, no, that same phrase could be put into a nutshell to uh, encapsulate the um, campaign of Barack Obama in 2008 and 2012. And what, the only reason I really started following Premiership mm. was when I came here, hmm. right? And, and it's really... Um, um, an interesting part of the um, immigrant experience, right? So um, another another thing uh, like that's similar to it is uh, St. Patrick's Day. Living in England, didn't do anything on St. Mm. Patrick's Day, didn't really recognize it's it. It's not even a thing, Come right? here and it's just like, bloody hell, yeah, <laughs> really, yeah, why, yeah, why yeah. do people care? Yeah. So it's the way you kind of hang on to some sort of um, uh, tradition and the way they evolve when you move away from home, Yeah. right? So Well, for sure, and I think what's annoying about St. Patrick's Day, for example, is that for some people, like in my house, it was always, okay, we're gonna have uh, potatoes and cabbage corn and, and corned beef and all this kind of stuff. And I actually love corned beef, i got to right. be honest with you. But, um, you know, it turns out that's actually sort of an Americanized yeah. Irish dish where a lot of immigrants who could get the corned beef cheaply, right. and that's just sort of what people ate back then, it harkens back to that type yeah. of, a, of a celebration. Um, and when I, was, when I go through uh, Manhattan... You know, and I'm working in Midtown. It was a couple of years ago, maybe on St. Patrick's Day. Just you know, the, the the pure debauchery was just insane. You know, girls like falling face first into the street, vomiting in the in the corner. You know, men right. pissing eight per person a shoulder in the alleyways. You know, oh, just God. absolutely insane. Oh. And 
you know, I found myself thinking, you know, this is this is really negative cultural appropriation. <laughs> yeah, because it probably doesn't happen like that in Ireland. Right. I mean, I don't know. I've not yeah. been there at St. Patrick's Day. Right. Um, but, you know, it is, uh, as you say, that's a really good word, like uh, a reappropriation of, of your, your culture. And, of course, I'm being tongue-in-cheek because I don't – it doesn't actually bother me on that level. It's just funny to me how that sort of thing gets certain people's knickers in a twist – Sometimes nice, <laughs> and, <laughs> and not others. You know, yeah. like when it comes to Cinco de Mayo, there are certain people who will write op-eds in the paper, like, "Well, this is really problematic to sort of depict Mexicans as getting drunk and eating right. nachos." Because and everyone's getting stuff. drunk and eating nachos. Yeah, right. It's right. just like, why do we just think it's Mexicans? Sure. <laughs> and you could say the same thing when it comes to potentially right. getting drunk and getting into fights yeah. on uh, St. Patrick's, Patrick's Day. Day. Yeah. But you know. But in terms of like you know bringing on the culture, you know, for me. Um, Football was a good way to kind of stay connected yeah. to the homeland, For even sure. though it's just where I grew up. Obviously, no, totally. no part of me is English. No, I totally get that. So it becomes, you know, it takes on a different kind of fervor almost. So then how did you get caught up with Arsenal? Oh, okay. So, you know, this is, is something I find really interesting when people divert from this kind of formula. Generally, people find their fandom from their family. Yeah. Right. You support. I would say your almost nine times out of ten. Yeah. Support or sure. you support the nemesis. Right. That's also true. Right. Yes. Um, you don't maybe often eight get... out of ten, and then the two yes. out of ten is like the nemesis. Right. Depending angle. on what has gone on in a family. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. And how much of an obnoxious fan your one yes. parent is, or whatever yeah. it may be. Absolutely. Or one single moment, one defining moment yes. that turned you around and sent you the yes. other direction. Yeah. Um, so, I, as I said, I was not interested in football at all until I really came here. But my um, ex-husband was a gooner, so I inherited his goonerism. Mm. That's how I became a, a yeah. Arsenal fan. Well, you know, it's and funny because my mom is a diehard Mets fan now. And same thing. She kind of like when my dad and she were dating in the mid 80s, that's when the Mets were starting to get good. And it grew kind of like yeah. a virus from there. Yeah. And the other reason, there's another reason, which is outside of those 10 that we just talked about, which is I went to when I went to college, I met this girl. She was an Arsenal fan mm. and she taught me a, a song which just said, I have to support this team. And the song is, because there's lots of chants in football. Oh, yeah, that's right? big, just, big stuff there. It's so cool, right, when yeah. you're listening to the match. No question. When you're watching the match and you can hear it swelling. Sometimes you don't even know what they're saying. The it's cacophony just, of sound yeah, is and, really and, great. you know, almost the, uh, the uh, it's, it's like an opera almost, right? Sure. It just fills the no, stadium. No, it is. It, there's really something to that. Yeah, it's just it's just beautiful. But the, um, the, the chant is, you can wash your face and hands, you can wash your arsenal, arsenal, arsenal. And I just thought that was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. That yeah. is good. Now, yeah. What is it again? Can you say it? Say it slow first, so I can get it, and then we'll do it. You together. can wash you can your wash face and hands. You, you can, can wash, wash your arsenal, arsenal, arsenal. Okay. Right, so let's ready. You can wash your face and hands. You can wash your arsenal, arsenal. They're never complicated. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Arse. Yeah, that's a term we don't use often enough in the Ars, United States. Right. I think R, but it's specifically with the R. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Somebody's arse. That's an English ass. Yeah, but it's good. Though. Yeah. You can still say it. In, arse. I think you can still say it in American English. Yeah, you're an ass. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh um, man. So all right, what else do I have in uh in my notes here? Um, yeah, let's see. Oh, so do you watch The Office? Are you a fan of no, the okay. cringeworthy stuff? Br- British, British or English, you can't do either, right? What about Ricky Gervais? 
Uh, the only thing I really liked in, uh, that he did was uh, extras. Okay. Yeah, you were a fan of that. That was funny. Um, well, because the reason I was going to mention mm-hmm. it is that Jenna Fisher, who played Pam in the American version of mm-hmm. The Office, she tweeted something about the upcoming tax plan that yeah. wasn't actually mm-hmm. true, and it went viral. It was like all kinds of, she said, oh, teachers can't deduct this, that, the other thing, and it's terrible. Oh, there's supplies saying, and things? Yeah, but it turns out they actually can. That I was an can amendment to, to the final. That. Yeah, that was an amendment to the final plan itself so you know she was wrong but whatever whatever. she's a celebrity she's not a politician but she came out later and to her credit said that it was wrong and she said you know that she originally thought that she would just leave it up there because she thought it was a good conversation starter right something she cared about and stuff like that but then she was like you know no it was wrong so Mm -hmm. i'm gonna delete it and update and say i'm sorry i was or sorry i don't know if she actually said that but i was wrong and here's why and Mm -hmm. blah blah I thought that was good. I wanted to give her credit for actually correcting it because I don't think a lot of people would necessarily do that. They'd be like, "Fuck you! I don't have to do shit." Right, or just try and try and excuse themselves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, but, you know, and it's about the, taking responsibility. I respected for the yourself. fact that she did that. Yeah, because you know it's I mean? okay to be wrong. Yeah, absolutely. I'm wrong all the time. You know, you don't. It's it's uh, uh, the other half are right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know, it, it, but it's it's it. I don't know why it is so hard for people to fess up to being wrong, mm. right? Because we want well, it from our children, right? When we raise kids, we think, oh, you know, uh, you know, you tell a lie, you've got to be honest and mm. stuff like that. But then it hits a point where you have to stop doing that. Well, I think it's because sometimes these issues, when it, especially when it's politics or sports or whatever it may be, there's so much emotion involved that you become competitive about that because you kind of get that like fight or flight but, reflex, right? Where it's like, well, wait a second, I'm digging my heels in here. And if it turns out that you lost that line in the sand yeah. that you made or whatever, um, it tends to hurt right. people's feelings, I think. Yeah, and I think it, if you um, honestly and authentically believe in what you're what you're uh, putting forward, sure. um, then certainly no apology is needed. If you behave badly, that's right. a different thing. But if you actually, you know, stood your ground on a point that meant something to you, yeah. I think that's fine. Yeah. You can't ever be wrong then. Right. So what's the best New Year's Eve memory that you have? If you If you could pick one particular New Year's Eve that was like especially memorable or, or fun or... Can I pick it out of the mediocrity and disappointment? <laughs> so it hasn't necessarily been like a big time holiday for you, right? You know, like like I say, I'm Russian, right? And um, um, we New Year's Eve is a big big deal mm-hmm. in in um, Russian culture, mm-hmm. and um, we would my mum we'd go to bed at like normal time around nine o'clock. Then my mum would wake us up at about mm-hmm. quarter to twelve, mm-hmm. and she would have certain foods that were just we would only ever have on New Year's Eve yeah. so I think as a kid that, and we'd have some champagne That's I remember cool. the glasses the cup yeah. crystal and everything yeah. so I, you know that she really made that worthwhile yeah. That's fine. but you know I, I think you're right as you get older it's just hard to put any real energy or meaning yeah. into it. it it's just I don't know it, it, you know it, that's exactly right and I guess it's kind of sad to admit that because maybe it's sort of cynical or admitting to the onset of time or whatever it may be but it's like you know what it's just another day in the calendar i mean it's and it, it's and a day off in the calendar yeah, right right for sure. some people yeah absolutely and i don't even necessarily mean it to be cynical i just mean that um i kind of embrace or i hope that i can embrace and you know m- maybe in some ways it's just another opportunity 
after Christmas has passed and knowing that that's sort of like the spirit of that season. Yeah. To embrace goodwill towards all and peace on earth and all. And I have no problem with that. It's just that. You just know, then? Just that day? Is This is the only time we can yeah, do that? Right. But I do like the idea of going to like a nice, fun, small party, I guess. I like, like house friends. parties. Yeah, exactly. That I have no problem with. Yeah. And I've had some good times on New Year's Eve doing that. Right. But I am not interested in going out to Times Square. I'll tell you that much. Uh, like I, I said, just am like not say. doing that. No, I am not doing that. Yeah. I dread now that I'm reporting and stuff on the radio. I really mm. dread the time that I'm going to have to like go cover that. You are. You're going to have to find like, I know one some, of these. something to move you. Yeah, what might that and, be gonna, like? and I'll be there penned in with the media. Yeah. Like, so what do you think about this yeah. crowd? Ah, yeah. da, da, da. You're going to have to have some special furry line trousers oh, or yeah. shoes or something to make that work. Well, I'll tell you, I went out there on Thursday for what they call Good Riddance Day which is where they have an industrial-sized shredder and you can write down stuff you want to forget from 2017 and you chuck it in. And <laughs> like I say, I'm 50, done. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no worries about that. So it's a symbolic thing that yeah. you do about, oh, I want to forget this. And um, it was bitter. It was bitter out there. I couldn't believe that there was people right. out there. Wow, so those people are bitter as well. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but I'm punch. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, but listen, I'm really glad that you have um, joined the experience here and i think that it's going to set off not to be corny or give into the whole uh cliche but it sets up an interesting 2018 because we can continue to do some of these little recordings yeah this is great uh, yeah and i finally turned my mic on (laughs) as you'll see as you'll see in part two again i sound a little bit off but i always do yeah he's down the hall down the hall how would you say that in uh in British parlance. What do you mean? And you, like, if you were, if, if you were down the hall, is there any term for hall? Because I mean, you know, there's all kinds corridor. of stuff. Corridor. Like would you say that though? Corridor. Would you say he's down the corridor? Yeah. And how would you actually pronounce it? Corridor. Yeah, he's down the corridor. Oh Jesus Christ! Everyone has to do that, don't they? <laughs> oh, okay, I've been going out with my boyfriend for four and a half years, and he finally tried an English accent on me. It's. It, oh, oh, hey! Mind you, I can't do an American accent. Oh, he's down the corridor. Get them down here! Oh, <laughs> okay, we're out. <laughs> how, how disturbed are you right now? <laughs> oh, 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 uh, oh! You're disturbed, are you? Yeah. Is you? We talked about depends earlier. <laughs> Give me one. <laughs> All right, for Anna, I'm James. Enjoy part two of this podcast experience. See you, people. <laughs> and and uh, happy New Year. You got to say that. Oh yeah, of course. Happy New Year, everyone. Very nice. Radio Misfits Podcast Network. I hate flipping out radio. That have like this local pub team that plays yeah. the action and like how sometimes they win. Yes, yeah, you know? yeah. The FA Cup is like that. You can get everyone playing everybody. Yeah. I'm not quite sure how you qualify for the FA Cup because you do, you get like you know, I'm from Guildford, so you get Guildford United playing playing Liverpool <laughs> in yeah, the final. Right. I don't know. Right. I don't know how. I think probably because the larger teams probably overextend themselves in the other competitions. So the top, uh, I think it's six teams will play in Europe. So they're playing a European 
football. Yeah. Some of them play in two European leagues. So you're saying that they're the ones... And they'll play in the Premiership and they'll play in the FA Cup and they might possibly play in another league. So there's right. five leagues. This is why they play five games, no, maybe three, four go- games a week Yeah. the height of the season. And they, they run eight miles Oh, it's crazy. Game. Yeah. And then they've got all the training to do. So maybe that's why they can, you know, they don't do so well in the um, the other competitions. Like yeah. the FA Cup, they're just fucking tired. Yeah, and, they're also, <laughs> and, they also, to play. and they also sort of don't give a shit about that because um, it's like... Until it's like, oh, we didn't win anything else. Yeah, yeah. So then you've got to care about the FA Cup. Yeah, right, exactly. Um, all right, good. So okay. this, I just want to make sure that we're doing this right. Okay, how should I... Your microphone, if it's cool with you, is that it'll be this one. Okay. And a good rule of thumb is to almost be uh, like a fist's length away. Like that? Yeah. Okay. That's like a perfect okay. length. Cool beans. And based off where you are in terms of the levels, yeah. I can adjust the mic for that. So okay. if you just want to keep talking about Okay. Yeah, certainly. Um, Premiership, Arsenal. We're playing yeah. Liverpool tomorrow. That's why I was good. When, oh, that's a big... Yeah. Is yeah. that a derby? Uh, no, because Liverpool from, from, from up in the north. Yeah. London's an Arsenal team Liverpool where the Beatles are from that's right <laughs> is that the only thing you know there's also where the industrial <laughs> revolution started I also you know I also know that it's uh it has d- very like a very dark bay there I guess it is or whatever yeah and, and there must be a, the there must be a, from, a deep the name the, the dark the yeah, liver covered yeah, colored water yeah I didn't know that I think anyway maybe you know, I just pulled that out of my ass that's the, you know what it works right <laughs> I thought I, I might, honestly thought that's where the name yeah I mean from. it makes makes sense if it has a deep a, you know a deep port or a deep channel coming which into it does because right because it, it has to it handled up. all the cotton coming in from America and it's, right. that's where a lot of the textiles were made and spun yeah, into, yeah, yeah, into yeah, fabric yeah. and then distributed out to the rest of the world and that's what really drove this new wave of capitalism yeah. right <laughs> the, the, the started with the industrial revolution exactly. came out of that little Liverpool and their team you know has mixed mixed fortunes these days but uh, uh, yeah we're playing what do, them t- what do you mean by that their football team oh okay just you know Liverpool I thought they were good they are good but you know sometimes a bit like Arsenal they See, don't that's what I'm talking about with how hard it is to keep up with I thought they, they were one of the like giant they are, lately they teams are, but like that's when owned you, by one of these magnets that just poured money into right, their roster those are Russian people that <laughs> seem to own half the premiership <laughs> and, and Middle Eastern right yes um, but you know on the grand scheme of things yeah they're a great team and they they have not I don't think they've ever left the premiership which started in 1992 it was mm. called the first division and other names before that but um, uh, but when you look at the 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 day by day performance oh dear sometimes it's just like how did they lose that wow and it's the same same with Arsenal like we just you know we we lose to teams we shouldn't lose to yeah like fucking Huddersfield like who's Huddersfield (laughs) one nil we lose to Huddersfield and we've got like uh, you know so many international no (laughs) no they've got to make more transfers they've got to make more they've got to fire their coach yeah I tell you we can't lose to the kind of stuff that you would hear in like a pub over there Um, you know we don't usually get down too much on the coaches or the managers until it's really bad like at the moment Arsenal has Arsene Wenger he's been there for 20 years Mm -hmm. completely reinvented the brand and made us like the team that we are today where you go into um, airports and you can find like Arsenal gear Manchester United maybe some City maybe Chelsea that's the reason that we we have that kind of profile but um, um, it's been too long we haven't won any hardware for ages well, tell, let me tell you, as a Mets fan, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I know a thing or two about <laughs> yeah. that. So I should actually, as, okay. as great as it is to just be bantering, I sure. should do a proper introduction. <laughs> Perhaps. Did you decide if you have a name that 
is different from the name I know you as that we'll do for the radio because I'm really bad about keeping to that anyway. Oh, I okay. constantly have to bleep the conversations I have with people. Oh, I see. No, because like uh, the last guy, for example, yeah. Oh, yeah. that came on, uh, his name's Cliff Chill. Yeah. But off air, I know him as something different. Oh, okay. So I kept saying, uh, like, right, you know, hey, <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Walter. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, uh, right. <laughs> you know, Cliff, Mister Chill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, so anyway, it's fine to refer to you as uh, Anna. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I think it's, if it's easy for you, it's easy for it me. It is. I, I mean, probably I wouldn't recognize who you were talking to if you well, if no, I gave you another name. It's just funny because you know, for me, um, it's easier because I'm no nobody here is like playing a role. And yeah. all the people that have come on my show and been people and characters on my show, including my cousin, yeah, who is. You know, he goes back as far as the show itself. Oh, really? <laughs> um, he's always been known as Johnny Appleseed okay. on the show. And it's because he works in education and, like, he's like, look, right. I don't need your stupid, you know, stuff uh, being associated with okay. my name. Yes, so sure. when I come on your show, I'm Johnny Appleseed. And he always has been. Right. Um, and you could stick to that? Yeah, I got to. With him, I did. Because, he, you know, he was on so often right. that when I was doing this show, I just saw him as Johnny Appleseed. Okay, okay. But he but, wasn't in character or anything? No, uh, not really. That's okay. what's great. Okay. That's what's really great is oh, that he actually wow. is a character Yeah. in a big way. Okay, yeah, cool. But he wasn't playing a character. <laughs> yeah, he right. just is. Okay. So he can, he can be a pill. He can be a, yeah. he can be a tough. Uh, he can be tough. But anyway, um, so Anna lives downstairs. Uh, yeah, from dude. Me in the apartment building where I live in, in New Jersey, and um, you know you have uh, lived in this building now. How many years? Because I'm trying to remember. I moved uh, in just after you two did. So yeah, maybe seven years. Is it eight years? Yeah, because there was a, there was a couple that lived in your apartment for. Um, a, like a year maybe mm-hmm. that we had lived here and then you moved in and they moved downstairs oh Steve we still get mail for him yes not Ma- not Mariella so much was it Mariella something like yeah, that did you know them not particularly they weren't too friendly no, she they definitely right? wasn't no she wasn't no yeah she, she was, was kind of yeah but so nice. I knew they'd got engaged and then disengaged yeah <laughs> nice I uh, never re- I like that because most of the time you'd say broken up, <laughs> yeah, but disengaged. Like because it's, it's engaged, and then that's and then the only other word I could think of that yeah. went with engaged. Yeah, um, and that then makes he sense. he got another lovely lady. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. So that was seven years ago that yeah. you something like that, right? Yeah. So anyway, you've seen my comings and goings with the different radio stuff, the different mm-hmm. hours of the day. Yeah. Oh my God, I don't and, know how you do it. Like well, we never know what your schedule is and it's always horrible. You know what's so funny is actually when up until the age like 25, I was really not, it wasn't easy for me to like get up early mm-hmm. or not have a certain amount of sleep or whatever. Yeah. And then it was just like all of a sudden for whatever reason, it wasn't as bad. And well, I could just was that like, after you'd done it for some time? Um, I think it was one of those things where the reason that I was doing it was something that I was into. It was Sirius XM. Yeah. It was the NFL channel. Okay. I got up. I hung out with basically like this guy who was my mentor in the business yeah. who had gotten me this job at Sirius, who was a teacher at CSB. I listened to guys talk about football for three or four hours. Oh, that does a couple, sound all right, doesn't it? a couple it? buttons. <laughs> and 
you know, that ate my breakfast it. sandwich and drank my coffee. You know, like being a radio board operator mm-hmm. is not exactly rocket science. Is it not? Because I've done a little bit. I did media at, at university mm-hmm. many moons ago. Mm-hmm. And, well, it um, used to be a lot harder work I remember seeing a board. It was just enormous. Yes, yes. But that's like a, that's a misnomer. Because it's really like as big as it is. Still three buttons. <laughs> there's only like this tiny little area that you ah, actually have to use. So what's the rest of it for? Uh, various things. Like let's imagine that you have uh, a telephone that's hooked up to it. Okay. All right, that's one of them. All right, it's going to be uh, another line, another yeah, channel. Yeah, you have right? an extra computer so you can play YouTube stuff. That's uh, this little slider or fader as we call it. Yeah. Um, and that's exactly what this is too, this little mini one that I have. Okay. But if you just kind of like drew it out in size if you could just expand this board and then also like multiply it by three that's really what a radio board is and it's just got all this crap up here because that's like radio engineering stuff like oh this one's gain has to go up or this one's uh all right do you ever use those ones then no that i use for well the reason i can use that is because it helps me actually be able to do phone calls right otherwise it would like echo on itself sure okay um but that's also less of a problem with cell phones because they don't they don't kind of like transpose sound the same way that an old school landline does. that actually was like audio that came through the headphone like you could hear yourself okay Um, yeah you you know remember that well yeah i mean i don't have to tell you like you know talking (laughs) on a landline yeah you could like sort of hear yourself in real time on the other yeah that's just the type of connection it was. Okay. That's actually a little bit better for radio because you could like have the channel that's coming in and the channel that's going what, out. What, the, the old landline? Yeah. Yeah, because I've, I've listened to a lot of talk radio and they always say, are you on a cell phone? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's Call not back just, the, and that's the thing, it's not just the reception issue. That's part of it, mm-hmm. but it also is the way the sound is transformed. Right, sure. Like in, um, on a landline, it, here's the thing, I, I almost left out the most important part, okay. and this is really like probably extremely boring. But um, <laughs> when <laughs> I'm ready for you. Okay, okay. When it Are comes you finished? to when it comes to the landline, you can talk over each other. Like you could actually have an argument on the radio because you and I could talk at the same time, and that audio, even oh. though it would sound difficult to, to understand because two people are talking at the same mm-hmm. time, it would be there. You could hear both. The cell phone. It's one or the other. Oh, <clears throat> sending sound at that time. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So. Huh. Anyway, that's the reason that uh, right. I'll, I'll not ever line. call up on my cell phone. Then. <laughs> I won't waste my minutes. The next time, it better. Do you have a landline? No. Yeah, Who has a landline? My cousin Johnny Appleseed. Has a <laughs> just, just in case he See? needs to call in. Yeah, and that's the thing, Johnny Appleseed. That's a good explanation. <laughs> so right if somebody there. calls you, we know who it is. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. So Anna, uh, actually, believe it or not, volunteered for this show. Well, I did. And. Uh, I feel pretty good about that because it's another person that I didn't actually have to like say, hey, would you mind? Maybe come by. Well, you know, I'll, I'll have a little gardening. You know, right. have a little, you uh... sound really creepy. <laughs> come up, come up, and I'll do a podcast with you. All right, love. Cool. Who would say yes to that? <laughs> so another great thing is Anna is now um, my first British person that's ever been on the podcast. I've had a Canadian. Tons of boring Americans, and now hopefully <laughs> an English a very, person. Uh, very interesting. Now, how many years have you actually been in the states? Seventeen. Okay, seventeen. And when you originally moved here, you didn't move straight to New Jersey, did you? No, no, we moved to Brooklyn when, Brooklyn, fir- okay. when we first came. Just because neighborhood. Uh, Carroll Gardens. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was very nice. It was. It, um, it kind of approximated the um, the. Uh, 
neighborhood we lived in in London. So mm. we wanted just something to kind of did you make, know that ahead of time? Make these in, make the transition as smooth as possible. So you'd seen it and then said, "Oh, um, we just looked at the the distance." Yes, we'd come over and looked at apartments and stuff before we before we moved to Carroll Gardens. Mm. Because we were looking at the city and stuff, but that was just like, God, no, I don't want to do that. That's uh, not. I totally understand. <laughs> yeah, and that was um, even without a car. We'd already had we had one kid with us already. She was four. I was going to ask. Okay, and you said you had a car, or you didn't? No, yeah. no, that was without a car. It was always like, okay. That so was manual. As soon as we got a car, like we have to leave. Four train very well. That uh, it was train? the um, F. F. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And because my ex-husband worked in Tribeca, so okay. um, the F was pretty. A pretty direct thing. I think you should just change to, to get onto the uh, the A or the yeah. C. Yeah, I work in Tribeca now. Oh, okay, lovely yeah. part of town. Yeah, um, my office is actually on Sixth Avenue. It's the old AT and T Long Lines building. It's like okay. just south of Canal Street. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so a couple things that we had in mind to talk about tonight, and again, um, Anna and I, as much as anything, we're just kind of chatting, which is something we've done. Plenty of times. Plenty of times. Off too air true. And yep. without, you know, these awkward microphones. <laughs> but I got to say, you don't seem, we're just talking right now. You don't seem like you're having any sort of No, I've done, I've done some. Uh, and I, you said you I did write. media. Yeah, and, uh, I've, I did media school, but I didn't do any production because as soon as I graduated, we came here and I had no working papers. So I had another baby. So that was good. Yeah, right. um, so I never actually did any work in media. But most recently, like in the last probably six or so years, six or seven years, I started writing poetry. And I got yeah. a friend who is uh, who has a music studio in town. You played some of it for me. And you, you yeah, read some of it for yeah, me. and um, so I'm I've been in front of a, a microphone before, and he has one of those big ass boards, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's really it fits as big as this wall or something. Yeah, it's yeah. huge. So I was just wondering what all these this tiny thing. Yeah, is well, for. obviously but, that is probably more so advanced because it's musical. Yes, it's got yeah. like, a lot more to it in the. Yeah. Well, you need more. You need more lines and and uh, whatever he calls them, exact channels or whatever. Or yeah, because he, he's got you know obviously a different uh, a different input for each each uh, sound. Yeah. So it's just like loads of them. Yeah. But then all what of what does he do? Does he have like soundproofing and is a uh, yeah yeah? Is that his own place or is yeah. that in like a studio? Yeah, it's his own place, his own cool. studio. Oh, nice. He's uh, he did music and he he's like he makes music but what he's really good at is producing yeah, yeah. my goodness the detail that he goes down to is like literally yeah. just taking two or three sounds and doing something with them or moving them around setting them up so they repeat in time yeah. perfectly ah oh, I know it's, it's, it's brilliant so no, yeah that's, that's the kind of thing you have to have a really um, keen mind for that type of thing to do that and do that well I you know enjoy the rudimentary aspects of audio production yeah when i'm doing a radio piece i'll be like "Ooh, i know a good sound okay that's gonna work with that or like a good like for example i did a report on um how uh new jersey transit was going to be funded or you know phil murphy wants to change new jersey transit or something like that and i had i grabbed it off youtube the ding ding, ding oh nice ding, <laughs> you know and then the boop, right. boop, boop, okay boop, boop, like as the train was opening mm -hmm. or like you know i did like a uh this thing the sopranos did you ever watch the sopranos a little bit know? yeah well there's a strip club in there that was like very prominent and kind of like ended up being the hangout of uh, okay yes Tony yep. Soprano. Mm -hmm. um that was just forced to kind of go out of business because the owner was convicted of racketeering some years ago and you can't have a liquor license yeah so it's like very true so anyway when i did my report on that i yeah. had the Oh, you're allowed to use or, that? Not the HBO theme, the uh, Sopranos song. Right. And yeah, I mean, within reason. As long as it's not 
for too long, okay. you can get away with it. Right. If you play it like, I think it's actually over 30 seconds is where Oh, okay, so it's more than, more than a sound by where it actually becomes more of a feature yeah, yeah. Uh, in the piece. Right. No, I understand, I did music copyright for a long time yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so I, I get that. we also probably push the envelope a little bit. The, tr the thing is like, when you do what we do with the news thing, it's so wash, rinse, rinse repeat mm -hmm. that somebody's going to use it a handful of times on a live newscast and then it just yep. kind of goes into the ether. Right. So the odds that somebody who would think to sue or want to like make us think about it, by the time they did, we'd be like, it's not even on our newswire anymore. Yeah, you know? right. So huh, I think it's cool. safe, but I've never actually gotten any negative feedback on that. Okay, I'll try not to use any, any <laughs> copyrighted material yeah, in this podcast. Don't. I mean, come on, seriously. <laughs> you know what's so funny? I'm glad you brought that up. I actually got cease and desist Letters Ooh. from the New Jersey Turnpike, um, you know, six, seven years ago, yeah. like five, four or five years ago, because a buddy of mine that I went to broadcast school with, not the one I just yeah. called, not my boots, this other guy. <laughs> that's my boots, I like uh, that. Yeah, that's my boots. Um, this other guy, Jeff, who works at Hot 97 now, he and I did a sports show that we called Turnpike Throwdown. And the okay. whole point was that he was from Philadelphia, right. or, you know, South Jersey, but he identified with Philadelphia sports teams. And I was a North Jersey guy that yeah. was into uh, New York teams. Yeah. And so the whole point was a turnpike throwdown. And we were all like, you know, like yeah. into it. And like, you know, we talked shit and stuff. And I got cease and desist orders because we had a little logo that was like oh. an NJ turnpike logo with like yeah. fists throwing oh, okay. at each other, like from the different side. But it looked too much like the turnpike logo. And we were just all like, okay, at least they were really? polite about like, it. Somebody actually knew about it. <laughs> somebody noticed you must have been thrilled. Oh, <laughs> I actually, what's so funny is I bragged on this podcast. Yeah. I was like, that's right, bitch. I'm ceasing the desisting. The kids getting cease and desist orders. You know? like, that's, that's how big you up. got. <laughs> that is. Pathetic. Uh, from the New Jersey Turnpike. Anyway. Uh, so oh, some things great. that we did actually decide we wanted to sort of talk about. And we were, you know, able to space this out, which is nice because the podcast format, um, if we don't get to anything like right at this moment. We it doesn't seem of, like it, does it? Yeah, we can kind of add exactly <laughs> to it. And, you know, I wonder about that sometimes because um, different podcasts – treat it differently you know they might have like more of a structure to it they might say we're going to take a quick break or something and then have right. maybe a song or i don't know like a little quick okay breaker and i put little breakers in there and stuff like that musically sure. um but it makes me wonder if like the better thing is just to say well today we're talking about this and this is what we're going to do and yeah and this is what we'll stick to and it's yeah i mean it helps I you helps you identify with how you're spending your time listening to something that's more micro focused on your interests. Right, because I thought that's what podcasts were. I thought they were like, we're going to talk about, the only ones I've really done to do with work. So it's like, oh, we're doing a selling podcast and right. today we're going to talk about, you know, open-ended questions or something. Right. So that's the only way I've really understood what a podcast is. And I've never really listened to very many. Yeah. I'm not much of an internet kind of person. Well, I mean, <laughs> podcasting, that's the thing. It's really just a recorded thing i mean you could just do whatever yeah that, that's i think really, we're doing it right, i think we're exactly. doing whatever right now yeah, and that's that's sort of what my show for the most part ends up being with certain episodes being much more topic driven or much more okay um you know and sometimes i'll take certain things and put them in different parts of the show or whatever it may be not very often and not nothing to try to like mislead or like take things out of context but just like an offhand conversation about something i might stick at the end or something like that um 
but I'm probably going to say I'm, I'll say something that's sort of confusing to the listener right at this moment. The um, Premier League chat. Yeah. Okay. That'll be at the end. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> Get so to know your guest. So you don't know what I'm talking about right now, but you know that's that's fine. It'll, yeah, it'll come come right at the end, <clears throat> like a good murder mystery. I do that. I like to leave little <laughs> Easter eggs and stuff like yeah. that. So this is good though, because actually we talked about talking about um, net neutrality. Yeah. Which is a good topic and one that everybody's talking about right now, and yeah, something that good reason I have. Um, you know, sort of struggled to form an opinion on, which is not very like me. Yeah, sure. Most of the time, what's well, been your issue with with it that you have, you know, personally and intellectually grappled with then? With net neutrality. Yeah. Um, I think that like, <laughs> all right. So should we just get it? Yeah, that? let's go. Uh, I asked the question. All right, well, a... all right. So let me say net neutrality. I also have some <laughs> other stuff that Anna and I. Well, you'll say you'll say mm-hmm. politically we don't always necessarily see eye to eye, but there's mm-hmm. there's different things that we do agree on. And there's some other things I want to get into, and it ties back to maybe your experience living in America and your experience living in, in uh, England and like okay, all that stuff. Sure. But anyway, net neutrality. Um, I found that the only thing anybody ever really had to say in favor of net neutrality is that like companies are going to screw you, that like Comcast and Verizon and all these things are going to screw you. Well, if we get rid of it. Yeah, they want to make your life, they're going to make your life miserable, they're going to charge you up the ass for this, they're going to slow down this content, they're going to do this, that, the other, all this thing. And I don't know, it just doesn't really, it just doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Like, why would they want to do that? They want to make money. That's what businesses want to do. Yeah. And for them to like limit exposure to the internet it just doesn't really seem to make a lot of sense to me um i don't know i mean i i mean they could the idea that that such large companies and they're increasingly larger right with all the um mergers and stuff that are yeah. going on um hard to say to though, me like it t- just screams like you're going to lose a plurality of voices right if they can say um okay just simply you're not getting on the internet mm-hmm. they could do that right and if they're being paid enough by Amazon or they're already bought by Amazon and own half a <laughs> Yahoo or whatever it is, um, it means that they could just say, you know what, you, we really don't agree with what you're saying, whatever it is. It could be like, okay, I hate the Mets, so I'm not going to say anything about the Mets on on Yahoo. So when you search it and you search Mets, something else is going to come up. I like that. Actually, that sounds really Do you good. know what I mean? Yeah. So, I like that they could, they could, so I would like could cut myself off from the Mets with the internet. That'd be great. I would love Gold Cove Turkey, mate, is yeah. the best way. Yeah, that's what I need. Get it out of your veins. That's what I need. Um, <laughs> you come and join no, Arsenal instead. But I mean, I understand what you're saying, and I do think that there's definitely um, procedural arguments as to how they would go about making the internet less of a experience as to what it had been. Here's another mm-hmm. thing. Supposedly, these rules were put in place by President Obama only within the last three or four years or something like that. So why would it be so different from the way the internet was from uh, 96 yeah. until 2016? I, I don't think that people really understood or um, made quite so much money out of the internet as they do now. Look at the um, the whole thing about collecting metadata, for example. I mean, that um, um, that's one issue that, that has come out about, um, about the internet and... Um, um, you know, all, all this, stuff. the privacy and all this, this other, how can I put it, another level of usage 
in, in the internet that that um, when you think that um, you won't let someone say, oh, you know what, Google is doing this. There's nobody to say that on the internet, right? We can't do it on radio anymore because the structures are so expensive, so expensive to actually get on the radio. So it's not really, people don't have access in terms of, uh, of you know, sharing their voice on any other medium. I think that's fair. I mean, I think that right? there's But then definitely... if you shut that down on the internet, then we have to come up with another one because people will, you know. Sure. Well, that's the thing. See, you're kind of maybe necessarily uh, making part of my point, which is that um, I think that cable companies like Comcast, if you want to consider them that, mm-hmm. and maybe Verizon, more so. Well, ISPs, I was looking it up. Internet service providers. Well, you know, ISPs. Google wants to become it, really. Google wants to become another major player or alphabet. Maybe that's how you look at it, is more from the alphabet perspective, but I think it's under Google. They want to offer internet right. just like Comcast and, and Verizon. Verizon do. Oh. They want to do it for free. How oh, well, that's this, this massive thinking. undertaking that they're, you know, pursuing. So how and, would they uh, do that? They'd have to start laying cables and stuff themselves, or yeah, they just t- I mean, piggyback I, on on what's sort of already now existing. Now the conversation's going above my pay grade quite quick. <laughs> that's I'd what have it to means, get my though, isn't it? Cousin on the line and okay. have him explain whatever it is they're doing, and maybe someday we'll make have a note. Yeah, that's a, yeah, Johnny, and, uh, we're ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, anyway, um, but, they want to do that. But my thinking is Comcast. Let's just take them, for example, because I mm-hmm. think even more so than Verizon. Their bread and butter, their money, their like big-time tobacco crop yeah. is cable TV. Right. And the money they make off of the NFL, baseball to an extent, the NBA, okay. whatever. All, you know, TV, Good Morning America, whatever. So that's, I mean, when you say that, because I'm not, I wasn't here, the TV here is different from the UK, you know, historically. So Comcast, when you say them, they make their money from, from, from cable TV, it's from the hardware of laying cables or the broadcasting of it? Um, they well, own NBC, they do they? They do own all that infrastructure. And, but not Fox, right? But no, correct. They do own NBC, um, Comcast anyway, but they are making the money off all those subscribers okay. that are basically paying them money. An arm and a leg. Yeah. <laughs> and well, it just goes up. <laughs> I know. For the HLN channel that nobody actually watches. But no, but you know, obviously yeah. they don't uh, right. o- offer any sort of a la carte pricing or anything like that. It's all one boom. And if you want to watch the NFL on Sunday, you pay it. So it, it's interesting in that they're on the precipice of a very different time the way all this Internet TV mm-hmm. is coming for them just the same right. way Amazon is coming for all these brick-and-mortar re- retail right. stores. Sure. Comcast and cable TV is just as much of a dinosaur as, as the corner right. um, shopping center. So, you know, the shopping center less so than obviously mm-hmm. like a mall or something like right. that. But, but still, if you've been to the malls recently, they are dead. Oh, yeah. They're, they're totally done. And yeah. it's all because of that online shopping right. experience. Hulu and Amazon Prime and um, Netflix Netflix, and all this stuff, they're taking over or or biting into in a big, big way and have been for years now, but it's only increasing Comcast and cable TV. Right, regular. So they need the internet. Right. They need it to make money. So if they're even to survive these big companies like this, they're going to have to get creative with the way they deal with the internet. 
So I don't know that I necessarily need the government to have any sort of like grips on them like that. And again, I could be wrong, and, I, and that's where I say I struggle with the net neutrality thing because there's a lot of people who are like, oh my God, br you know, hell and fire and brimstone, mm -hmm. and it's going to be hell, and the internet will suck, and you'll never have the same <laughs> thing. And, you know, I, that would suck. But so for the maybe, most part, I hear from people that the telecom companies sort of like want to take advantage of something, and I don't know that I necessarily look at that as like a default right. setting. I mean, that's I, – I, I can understand – um, that at that point of view um, but why it's like with the banks they were too big to fail why are they too big to fail what's wrong with Comcast going I, down because I they can't keep up that. it's a dinosaur sure so why do we have to kind of look after them yeah well I guess it depends on your perspective then because maybe you're right and maybe it is a sweetheart deal for somebody like them um, yeah it can enable them to to actually control the content for a start. Sure. And maybe like a dying animal, like a wounded right. duck, they lash out and, and totally screw over parts of their customer base. But that would only accelerate their downfall. Yeah. And um, what would take its place? What sure. would take their place? Like, yeah, maybe Google. It's the same shit, though, isn't it? Sorry, I'm allowed to swear. Oh, well, absolutely. <laughs> okay. See, the nice thing about we used to say, we used to say back in the day. Yeah. You know what's funny is I've been doing this podcast since 2011. Wow. Um, and we used to always go, oh, explicit tag, like as soon as anybody said, uh, because we used to be on iTunes. Yeah. And we would oh, have those... to label each episode with this big. It came up as like explicit. a big explicit yeah, yeah. That's why I'm always clicking yes to yeah. those. It's like, I don't want the clean version. Even my children don't want the clean version of anything because you can't understand half of it. Right. Because <laughs> it's bleeped yeah, out. It's it like, like nothing has continuity. I tried to watch, what was it, Slapstick. Do you ever see that film about the hockey players? Uh, I can't remember. He's got Paul Newman in it as the coach. Anyways, oh, yeah. Horribly. Oh, that's it. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Horribly, horrible, horrible, horrible. And honestly, I was watching <laughs> Wait, it thinking. I know, I like the film a lot, but I was watching the. The, um, the 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 non-explicit version. Yeah, I couldn't make any sense. Oh, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. like they were talking Scottish or something. Right, it's like, right. Oh, I know, I know, I know. Literally, yeah, 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 it's like, yeah. why did you do that? Yeah. Oh goodness. So you struggle understanding <coughs> Scottish people? No, I've do a very good Scottish accent wow. actually, but I've never been. Um, no, not really, honestly. Never. It's just a a drive or a train ride, right? It's connected. Aye, that's nice. <laughs> but you know the thing about like it's it, not an island. <laughs> it might as well be. It's you know separated separated by Liverpool. <coughs> um, Interesting, yeah. Um, but you know, it all starts and ends. In it's all relative, right? So a few hours when, when you're talking about America, it's just like nothing. Oh, I drove for an hour and a half. It's nothing. Yeah. You know, everyone lives an hour and a half away from each Why, other. It's harder in England, to drive like you're that. almost like the other end of the country in an hour and a half. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, so it's Is it um, harder driving pe though. People don't drive that much. Yeah, because people drive. Everybody drives in America. It's a big yeah, everyone drives, and they don't mind driving two hours somewhere. There's so in a day. No. No, and I'm thinking, oh god, no, I need well, a that, cup but of that's tea. That's the extreme, though. Nice. See, ah, there's so much I want to get into. <laughs> Recently, I had a conversation with um, it was it was Johnny Appleseed. Okay. About you don't have any other friends. No, do you? not really, not really. And it was about tea. Okay. And uh oh, and he was like, uh oh, he was like, you understand? He was like, it's like for you and I, the smoking of the right, uh, right. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And I said, no way. Oh my god. And he was like, it's the same it's, it's freaking worse. thing. It's a plant that grows in the ground. Yep. And the only difference is you're not smoking it. You're steeping yeah. it in yeah. boiling water. And I'm yeah. like, wow. And he was like, yeah, no. Well, you've never had any tea? I've had tea. But I mean, <laughs> I, I guess it never, 
it, it was never on that level, maybe. What do you mean? I enjoyed it. It was yeah. nice. Oh, okay. I enjoy chamomile tea. I enjoy grey tea. Yeah. I enjoy raw grey tea. Okay, you know, super. You know. Uh, but no, in England, it's, it's religion. Yeah, exactly. And oh, my God. They can do, like, I don't know, six, seven cups a day. Too, no, no. Whatever happens, it's tea. What, it, like, okay, oh, oh, dear, your dog just died. <laughs> got run over. Have a cup of tea, love. Wait, <laughs> it's just like, really oh, you honestly, just popped over. Have a cup of tea. But see, it's Tea's really everything. honestly like that. that. I can't handle it because that's so, that's the stereotype. That's and that's what people so would true. say. To me. I'm, how, I'm amazed. How is that true? How is it true that the stereotype is that true? It's true because it's true. Sometimes it's true. There's a stereotype and it's repeated and that's how it becomes a stereotype. They drink a fuck of a lot of tea. But you know what though? That makes life hard because there's other stereotypes that end up being true. Yes, that's true. And you can laugh at those two. Yeah, you, know? you can. You can, you can See, laugh that's why with, I like you. not laugh at. Like, And again, that's what the English are very good at. They're good at laughing at themselves yeah. and poking fun. So it's not. It's it's hard to, uh, to offend them really. There's a ton that I want to get into <laughs> okay. with you. And I think this is really fun. Cool. But it, we're at oh, a yeah, uh, half hour mark. It's bedtime and for the kids downstairs. Can't let them get, put themselves to bed because exactly. it won't happen. No. And what that means is that we'll continue. We'll have to, to actually get a bit more to the net. But it's exciting. Because, yeah, because I, um, I actually haven't really been doing podcasts as much. We happen to live... Obviously, very close Quite to each close other. Quite close to each other, yeah. It's, a, it's an easy commute for you to get so, to the studio. I'm literally, folks, I'm in my slippers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it, it, uh, I could wear my pajamas next time. I didn't think about that. Well, it injects, it injects some excitement into the whole podcast because I have, like, you know, been doing a lot of stuff by myself. And, you know, it's therapeutic. And I get on here and I say, oh, this is how I feel. And I'm going to let you know. And this is what I'm saying Excellent. today. Everyone loves and a ranting fun. old granddad. Sure, exactly. <laughs> and you can tell by, you know, just every aspect. Anyway. Uh, but we'll get into this more at a time when you when you don't have to put anybody to bed or yeah. anything like that. And uh, we shall continue. On, this is great. The most American podcast ever created. Presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Oh, here's your blessing. How would you say that in uh in British parlance? What do you mean? In, in you, like if you were if, if you were down the hall, is there any term for hall? Because I mean, you know, there's all kinds corridor. of stuff, like, left. Is would you say that though? Corridor. Would you say he's down the corridor? Yeah. And how would you actually pronounce it? Corridor. It is down the corridor. Oh, Jesus Christ. Everyone has to do that, don't <laughs> Oh, hey. Mind you, I can't do an American accent. Oh, he's down the corridor. Get him down here. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, we're out. <laughs> how, how disturbed are you right now? <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, oh, are you disturbed, are you? Yeah. Is you? <laughs> what are you saying? I say, you'll flip you. Do what? Flip you. Flip you for real. Yeah, I'm shaking. Come on. Okay. Answer my question. Are you hit me the back. Flip you. For real. Hello. The most American podcast ever created. You sick fuck. That's, that's the tag that I use. The most American podcast. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> 
like the most American. It's not right, though, is it? <laughs> I'm insulted. Oh, I have to come back just to like. You uh, know what's so funny is I started just to quickly tell you the story of that. I started that yeah. to piss people off because my buddy Vlad always says. That, Vlad, there's an American name. Yeah, he always. Well, he's actually Haitian. Really? Uh, he says uh, it's Vlad with a W. Believe it or not. Oh, okay. Vladimir. Yeah. But it's with a W. Vladimir. Go figure. But he's called Wadamir now. Jason Wabbits. He, he always he always says that uh, he hates when like people say it's not Amer- you're not American or that's not American if like you know you disagree with something or whatever. right okay all right so I decided that okay so I, I decided in response to that <laughs> yeah, yeah that I call my podcast the great American the most American, American podcast. podcast I like that okay then I understand perfect <laughs> and we'll be back with more on the most yeah. American podcast okay. Okay. Rumpus time is over. Forecast as cold today, so uh, bundle up. This has been a Flippin' Out Radio production. The preceding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you.